Friday of the Passion of the Lord. Good Friday. Good Friday is the day on which our Lord was under arrest, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. It is regularly the only day of the year on which Mass is not celebrated. Priests consecrate a sufficient number of hosts at the evening Mass of the Lord's Supper the day before, so that all may receive Holy Communion on Good Friday. Again, it is the custom in many parishes for the people to gather in church in the morning for a service of morning prayer. The altar has been stripped, and there are no flowers. The tabernacle is empty and the door left open to indicate that the Lord has been taken from us. Often, confessions are heard by priests on Good Friday, a very appropriate day to make use of this sacrament. In most parishes, the celebration of the Passion of the Lord occurs at 3 o'clock p.m., the time at which Jesus died on the cross. The priests presiding over the service will wear a red chasuble, again indicating the shedding of Jesus' blood for our salvation. The liturgy begins in silence as the priest and ministers process into the church. When he arrives at the sanctuary, the priest will prostrate himself by lying face down on the floor for a moment of prayer while the congregation kneels. Then all rise, and the priest begins with a simple opening prayer, followed by the readings. The Gospel of Good Friday is always taken from St. John's account of the Passion. This version begins after the Last Supper has ended, and with the arrival of Judas and the soldiers at the Garden of Gethsemane. St. John gives us a detailed account of the trial of our Lord and the threefold denial of Jesus by Simon Peter. The Passion continues with Jesus being questioned by Pontius Pilate, who then offers the crowd the release of either Jesus or the revolutionary Barabbas. St. John describes the scourging of Jesus, the crown of thorns, and the purple cloak, the carrying of the cross to the place of the skull, which in Hebrew was called Golgotha. The evangelist describes the crucifixion of Jesus, the soldiers rolling dice for his garments, and the poignant moment with the Blessed Mother and St. John the Apostle standing at the foot of the cross. The Gospel concludes with the death of Jesus and his burial in the tomb. As on Palm Sunday, the faithful generally stand for the entire Passion account, but kneel for a moment in silence at the place in the Gospel where Jesus dies. Again, the Gospel may be read or chanted, but is most often dramatically read in parts. One of the most powerful moments occurs when the congregation, taking the part of the crowd before Pilate, exclaims, Crucify him! Crucify him! It reminds us that we do not have to have lived 2,000 years ago to say the same thing to our Lord. We say those words every time we sin in the present. Following the Gospel, there is a brief homily by the priest, followed by a series of ten solemn intercessions. These begin with a prayer for the Church, include the Jewish people to whom the Lord spoke first, and even contain a petition for those who do not believe in God. These are often sung or chanted, in whole or in part. Next comes the Adoration of the Cross, where the priest shows the cross to the congregation while chanting three times, Behold the wood of the cross, on which hung the salvation of the world, to which the people respond, Come, let us adore. Then in most parishes there is time for the faithful to approach the cross and venerate it, often by a kiss. This helps to undo the treacherous kiss of Judas the night before, 
by a kiss of love and faith to the Lord from us. This is our acknowledgment, that although the cross was the instrument which caused our Lord such suffering and even brought about his death, it is sacred to us because it was the means of our salvation. Egeria, in her account of Good Friday, celebrated in Jerusalem, gives a highly detailed description of pilgrims venerating a relic of the true cross in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. This church, which still stands today in the city of Jerusalem, houses the site of the crucifixion as well as, as the site of Jesus' tomb. Egeria's account reminds us that this simple act that we do in our parishes on Good Friday has been done by countless numbers of Christians throughout these many centuries. Following the adoration of the cross, Holy Communion from the Mass the night before is brought to the altar. After leading the people in the Our Father, the priest and people receive Holy Communion. Though deprived of the celebration of Mass this one day a year, the people are never deprived of their ability to worthily receive the Lord in Holy Communion. Following the adoration of the cross, Holy Communion from the Mass the night before is brought to the altar. After leading the people in the Our Father, the priest and people receive Holy Communion. Though deprived of the celebration of Mass this one day a year, normally the people are never deprived of their ability to worthily receive the Lord in Holy Communion. After the reception of Holy Communion, the Blessed Sacrament is removed again from the altar. The absence of our Lord, therefore, continues. After the final prayer and dismissal, the people depart from the church in silence, just as they must have departed from Calvary and from the tomb. In many parish churches on the evening of Good Friday, the people may gather again for the solemn praying of the Stations of the Cross, also known as the Way of the Cross. This devotion actually began among early Christian pilgrims in the city of Jerusalem. It was the custom to visit specific sites along the Via Dolorosa, Latin for the Sorrowful Way, the path along which it is believed Jesus carried the cross. It begins at the site of the fortress Antonia, where he was condemned by Pilate, and ends at the hill of Calvary, where he was crucified. This path, which winds through the circuitous streets of the old city, is less than half a mile long. However, during the Passion, when the streets of the city were packed with people for the Feast of Passover and filled with the riotous un and unruly crowd that had demanded Jesus' death, the route would have seemed much longer for the condemned man. We do not know when pilgrims began the spiritual practice of following Jesus' route and meditating on his Passion in the very place where it occurred, yet Egeria mentions doing it privately in the account of her pilgrimage to Jerusalem in the 380s A.D., Eventually, this devotion was desired by those who could not make the pilgrimage to the Holy Land in person, and so stations began to be placed on the walls of churches throughout the world so that people could pray the way of the cross at home. The traditional number of stations is 14, beginning with Jesus being condemned by Pilate and concluding with his being laid in the tomb. St. Alphonsus Liguori in the 1700s wrote a series of meditations on each station that are still widely used today. It is customary for one praying this devotion or the one leading it to walk in the church from station to station, look at the image on the wall, genuflect, and meditate on the passion of Jesus. When the way of the cross is prayed solemnly, as often is the case on Good Friday, a stanza of a hymn is sung between each station. 
Most often, this is the famous 13th century hymn, Stabat Mater, dedicated to the Blessed Mother. It takes its name from the first line of the hymn in Latin, Stabat Mater Dolorosa, translated, The Sorrowful Mother Was Standing. It depicts the sorrowful mother of God standing by the cross on Good Friday as her son endured his agony. The most common English translation, which is not literal, has as the first stanza, At the cross her station keeping stood the mournful mother weeping, close to her son to the last. Many people returned to the church in the evening on Good Friday to pray this devotion, which our ancestors have likely been doing from the very beginning. In our pilgrimage on Good Friday, we have followed the Lord moment by moment through his last day of life on earth. We have attended his trial, have followed with him on the way of the cross, and have stood with him as he was crucified on Calvary on Friday afternoon. And now, like the apostles and others, we wait for what he promised throughout his public ministry, but which so few believed. We wait for the resurrection. <laughs>